As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and tonight I'm sitting here with Denise and Maxime, and we're talking about how much we enjoy each other. We're just sitting here laughing, having a good time, waiting for you, and we're so glad that you have joined us and let us come right into your space. Hey, what a blessing. Thank you, my friend. And by the way, if you're a partner, thank you for being a partner. Denise, our partners are amazing. They are amazing. I want to say personally, thank you if you're a partner because we feel your partnership. We, we, we're able to do what we're doing because of your partnership and you're touching a lot of lives all over the world. You know, sometimes people say, well, what's a partner? A partner is anyone who financially regularly gives to our ministry. I say our partners are the ones who put the fuel in the tank. We can do all the teaching, the preaching, the preparation. And by the way, we work hard. We are hard working people. But our partners enable us to do the work. They pay the TV bills, the media bills, everything we need in order to reach other people. Partners just are transforming people's lives. It's not about us. It's what we're talking about this week. It's all about other people. And when you're a partner, you really reach beyond yourself. And today it's so easy to be a partner. You just go online or use your phone or just click a button or make a phone call. It's so easy today to change another person's life. And if you're not a partner, become a life changer by becoming a partner. And with us, we're going to take the Word of God into people's darkness. It's going to bring light into their life. And God will reward you for that. But if you're already a partner, thank you. But hey, we want you to have the whole series, which we're offering for free this week, the study guide, How to Navigate a Pandemic and Other Coming Periods of Isolation or Aloneness. There are moments when we all have aloneness in our lives. It's just a part of life, whether we like it or not. And how do you get the best bang out of it? Rather than just suffer in it, how can you turn it into a positive? That's really what this is about. And it comes with the whole series, which you can order by going online or give us a call. It's five parts, and it's so much fun. It's me and Denise together just giving practical advice about how to make the most of any difficult period in your life. And we're also offering you my book, which is called Last Day's Survival Guide. The foreword is written by Perry Stone. I told you on Monday night that I really like Perry Stone. He wrote the foreword for this book. The subtitle says, A Scriptural Handbook to Prepare You for These Perilous Times. We're living in perilous times, whether we like it or not. So what are we going to do about it? We need to know how to survive it. We need to know how to thrive in it. And to help you thrive in it, I've written another book called Build Your Foundation, Six Must-Have Beliefs for Constructing an Unshakable Christian Life. And to see how these books are kind of the same color, that's on purpose. Because this is really a follow-up to this book. If you already have this book, you need this book. It is the follow-up, How to Construct an Unshakable Christian Life life. That's what God wants us to have. Rick, can I see that big, bigger book? Sure. Yes. You yeah. can see all but of them. Just to encourage you, because when you look at Rick's big books, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. Like, can I read that? But I just want to encourage you a little bit. The printing is bigger. And 
it's got more space. So it's not such a big book. It's not such an overwhelming book. It is an awesome book, and it gives you practical suggestions at it after each chapter. Okay, let's move on to point number three. Okay, this week we saw things we can do. Number one, we saw that if you're in a period of aloneness, seize it to read, to listen, to watch, to grow. Number two, seize that moment to reach out to somebody else. And number three, are you ready? Uh-huh. Number three, here we go. Seize the moment to connect by technology. Well, that could only happen in our generation. But today, your aloneness doesn't have to be alone. You can connect by technology, and we're going to tell you what we mean. But let's go back to the end of the age. Jesus was prophesying about the future, and he said in Luke 21, 11, there shall be pestilences. That's what we just had all over the world. We've had a pandemic, COVID. That's a pestilence. The Greek word loimas, but in Greek it's plural. It's loimoi. Jesus said there shall be at the very, very end of the age the emergence of multiple pestilences, which are old diseases that have had life breathed into them again, or newly emerging diseases or pandemics. But you don't have to have a pandemic to be in a period of isolation. A vacation, you can feel very alone. If you've had a fracture in a relationship, you may feel very alone. You may work at a strange department where you work, where you're by yourself all the time or work strange hours. There's all kinds of reasons why people feel alone. And Denise, sometimes you can be in the middle of people and feel alone. I remember when I was a real, this is before we married, I was in a really big church, really big thousands. And I remember being there and I absolutely felt like I am completely by myself. I remember that alone feeling. So you can be in the middle of people and feel alone. Mm -hmm. But what do you do rather than just sit there and say, I'm so miserable. I'm so alone. Nobody reaches out to me, especially if you're in a pandemic or quarantine or a lockdown and you cannot go to church. I mean, it's just disrupted people's lives all over the world. I have a friend who pastors a church on an island a French island. Well, when you're an island, if disease gets into an island, you are really in trouble. That island totally locked down. No one came in. Nobody went out. Nobody was allowed to go to church. They were so trapped, so isolated. What do you do? They can't go to church. They can't do anything. What do you do? Well, tonight, we're going to give you a suggestion. Are you ready? Ready. Connect by technology, but let's go to Hebrews 10, 24. Famous, famous verse. And let us consider one another to provoke and to love and to good works. This verse says we need to be connected to people because we need to consider others how to provoke them unto love and to good works, and we need others to be considering us. And by the way, the word consider, the Greek word, are you ready for this, Maxine? Katanoeo. Kata means down. The word noeo means to think. It means to think from something from the top all the way to the bottom, to thoroughly consider, to think about something from the top, kata noeo, to the bottom, to deeply ponder. It pictures a person engaged in focused and concentrated consideration, mulling over something, to carefully contemplate a matter. This is deep, deep thinking. 
It really means deeply consider, really mull over how to provoke one another. And the word provoke is the Greek word parazuxmas. The word para means alongside. It's where you get the word for a parasite. Parasite. You can't be closer than a parasite. Para, to be alongside, to really be in each other's lives. And the second part of the word is zuxos, which means to provoke, to poke, to stick. Can be translated to irritate. But here it is the word, provoke, coming alongside of somebody else to prick them, poke them, push them, to get them finally to respond. But you're not trying to irritate them, you're trying to incite them to love and to good works, which means you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Just get right alongside of that person who feels discouraged and say, come on, you're going to make it. You can get over this. They may not appreciate it at first, and they might feel like they are, they might feel like you are provoking them, but eventually they'll begin to respond. Isn't that amazing, Denise? Oh, it's amazing. And that's the kind of power that we have for one another. You, you just, if we're doing it in love and you just love that person and you just want to see them get up and, and, and keep going and not stop, they, they will respond eventually because the basis of what you're doing is out of your love and your concern for them. And verse 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And in this verse, you have something amazing. You discover the reason why people stop going to church. Not forsaking. Guess what it is in Greek? It's a triple compound. The word ek, compounded with the word kata, compounded with the word lepo. Ek means out. Kata means down. Lepo means to feel like you are behind. When you put it all together, people stop going to church when they feel down and out like they're behind. They're never going to catch up. Everybody's far ahead of them. Why keep trying? And they just bail out. I'm not going to make it anyway, so why do I keep going? They feel down. They feel out. They feel behind. And they just begin to forsake. It's all right there in that verse. That's the main reason people stop going to church. They get discouraged. They get discouraged. They say, well, why should I keep going? I, I, I've tried. It's not working. They're discouraged. Or maybe they feel a lack of victory in their life and they're embarrassed about it. And they're tired of telling people they're struggling. So they just say, I'm not going to go. I don't want to tell anybody anymore that I'm going through a hard time. I'm just tired of people knowing that I'm struggling. So they just bail out. That's the moment when you need to go to church. You need a parasitic provoker to come right alongside of you. Say, come on. Hey. What are you talking about? You're still in the battle. Even if you're still slugging it out, that's okay. You're slugging it out. You're making it one step at a time. You need somebody to come alongside of you to poke you and prick you and provoke you that you're going to make it. You need that and you need to do it for somebody else. And this verse says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That means we're supposed to be meeting together. Hey, isn't that what it says? As the manner of some is, the word manner, the Greek word ethos, it's their ethos, it's their habit, it's their style. When people stop going to church, they fall into the ethos of not going to church. They do. And the Bible says, as the ethos, as the habit, 
the custom, the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, the word exhorting, the Greek word parakaleo, there's that word para again, para keeps showing up. That word para describes relationship. We're supposed to be alongside of each other. Para, like a parasite, just connect to others. The second part of the word kaleo means to call out. Parakaleo, you're to be alongside of somebody and they're to be alongside of you. And kaleo, we're to be speaking to each other. And when you compound the two words together, it means to urge, beseech, plead, beg, even pray. It pictures one who has come closely alongside of another for the sake of speaking to him, consoling him, comforting him, assisting him with instruction, counsel, or advice. And in ancient times, it was used to depict military leaders who came para alongside their troops to urge, exhort, beseech, beg, and plead with them to stand tall and face their battles bravely. That means we're all in a battle and we need somebody to come alongside of us to encourage us to hold our head high and to keep marching forward. We need it. I need it. You need it. Now, Denise, we can connect by technology. Yesterday, we talked about thinking about somebody else, reaching out to others, but we also need to receive. We need to connect so we can be strengthened. We need somebody to provoke us and because of telephones, because of the internet, because of all kinds of media today, you can connect with people and draw their strength. I have one particular friend, his name is Tony Cook. Maybe you know who he is. Wonderful ministry. He and I are friends. I talk to him every day. He says, come on, Rick, how can you talk to somebody every day? Denise, do I talk to Tony every day? Talk to Tony every day. You know why? because I know I need somebody speaking into my life. And not just Tony, there are others. There's a whole group of people I talk to every single day. They are people who strengthen me. You know, David wrote this amazing statement in the Psalms. He said, Lord, strengthen those who strengthen my soul. He needed people in his life who strengthened him. He was giving all the time. He needed somebody given to him. And there's a group of people who speak into my life. And by the way, it's reciprocal. I also speak into their lives. But I really draw strength from them. And I intentionally connect with them by technology. Now hold on because I just heard somebody, heard somebody say, oh, but it's so hard for our schedules to connect. Wait, 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 wait. That is just silly. Denise and I live in Moscow, Russia. <laughs> we live eight, nine, and ten time zones away from some of the people that we connect with every day. I'm not saying you have to talk to them for hours. It might be, hello, how are you? It might be them just saying, are you okay today? It's just a connection that's going to bring something strengthening into your life. You can do what I'm talking about. I do it. I'm telling you something we do. You can do this. You need people who will strengthen you speaking into your life. You need to draw from them. And if you're in a period of aloneness or a shutdown or a quarantine, isolation, you can do it by technology. Technology has changed everything. It's made everybody right there at your fingertips. Denise? Well, it's just not God's will for us to be in this isolation trap. 
I can just tell you that because I, without the pandemic, I was in an isolation trap. A long time ago. A long time ago. And that is a trap. And, and it's, it's like you're in a hole and you're down there by yourself and just the walls are around you. And it's so hopeless and it's a lie from the enemy. And when we just open up and say, help, help, I need somebody, just that, just that little open, it brings light into the darkness. You know, James says that confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Well, it's that confession. Confessing, it's that opening up. Hey, you know what? You might think that I don't have any needs, but I am very needful. Can I talk to you? I mean, that's opening up and letting the light come in. Now, Denise, and I just say one more thing. Okay. Because when you stay in that dark place, you might think, well, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm telling you, it gets darker and darker and darker. And, and it's a place that the enemy wants to keep you in that darkness. Mm-hmm. And don't think that he's not against you. He's against you. He wants to steal anything that's good in your life. He wants to steal it from you. And if he can deceive you into thinking, oh, you can figure this out yourself. Oh, you can figure this out yourself. You don't need anybody. You don't need to tell anybody. You need to tell somebody. But Denise, that can be really scary for people. Right. I mean, if you've never opened up, that can be really scary. Or maybe you have and you were really burned by it. Make sure you open up to the right person. To the right person. And I'm not saying that you need to spill your guts and tell every horror, morbid detail of your life. We're not talking about that. We're just saying, hey, I need somebody talking to me. Maybe you don't even need to tell them you have a need. They'll, they'll understand. If you're reaching out to them, they'll get it. They'll know that they need to check on you. People are smart. You need to connect. And you can do it today by tech. Technology, but wait, there's one other way to connect by technology. If your church is under shutdown, then go to church online. <laughs> go to church online. You need church. You need somebody preaching the Word of God to you. You need a place where you're listening to the Word regularly. And again, we do this. Well, just a few days ago was Sunday. I can't go to church, so I am the most faithful online member. Why can't you go to church? Because of a shutdown. Because of the shutdown. And it's been that way for four months that I haven't been able to go to church. Now, Denise and I, I mean, we used to both go to church, but soon Denise will be returning physically to church. People are starting to come back to our church again. Praise God. Last Sunday, we had the largest attendance in a year because people are dribbling back to church. But... Let's talk about us. Okay, I go to church on Sunday and I minister all day long. I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd. But guess what? I'm also a sheep. Every pastor is also a sheep. And every pastor needs to be fed. So when church is over on Sunday, usually I'm driving by myself or I'm riding with Maxine. We leave the church. Get in the car with Maxime. Maxime lives out near me, so we go back and forth together and stop and get something to eat on the way home. Then we get home, 
And when I get home, Denise has already been online watching the services. She's very faithful, along with hundreds of thousands of people that are on our Moscow church online. But when I get home, I eat my food, read my emails, talk to Denise. I wonder, what did you think about church today? She tells me everything she got from church. She gets so much by watching online. And then Denise and I go to church again. And we begin to watch several church services in America because I'm a sheep and I want to be fed by somebody. Well, technically, Denise and I today are members of Eagle Mountain International Church at Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And George and Terry Pearsons technically are our pastors. So every week, Denise and I go to church at Eagle Mountain. And I love it. I just love it. If you had been here on Sunday, you would have just been amazed. Denise and I were laughing our heads off at some stories that Pastor George and Terry were telling. It was like we were right in the room with them, and we are 6,000 miles from them. We were connecting by technology all the way, and in fact, they're our friends. So I was texting them saying, that was the best ever. We were totally connected, feeding our faith, They were so marvelous on Sunday, just encouraging us and everybody else, all of us just laughing in the Lord, having such a good time. We worship with them. We worship with them. And when I'm through with George and Terry and Eagle Mountain, I go to other churches. I mean, I take Sunday afternoon to eat, to eat the Word of God and to be fed. I attend Ramah very often with Pastor Hagen. I just enjoy him. He's just as solid and down to earth as they come. I just love his faith and his approach. He's such a good pastor. And I very often attend services with Rodney Howard Brown. I was there yesterday. I'm telling you, Rodney always has a move of the spirit. That's good for us. Mm -hmm. Rodney always has a different approach. I appreciate his South African way of thinking. I just get a kick out of Rodney Howard Brown. I think he's a great man of God. He feeds me. So I'm telling you, Denise and I do this. We're not giving you advice that we don't do. Every single thing we're telling you this week, we do it. Monday night, we talk to you about reading and feeding. We do it. We do it. The next night, we talk to you about reaching out to others beyond yourself. We do it. We really do it. Tonight, we're talking to you about connecting by technology, going to church. We do it. You can connect with us. Connect with us. Go online and feed. We have so many materials. If you want to, you can even connect to Moscow Good News Church, mgnc.org. You're going to have to listen to me with an interpreter with Maxine, but you might enjoy it. I guarantee you, you will be fed. There's a lot of places today where you can connect with technology. You need to be thinking about how to encourage somebody else. You need somebody else to be provoking you what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says. To hold your head high, throw your shoulders back, face your battles bravely, keep slugging it out. And if you cannot physically go to church, connect online. It applies to your vacation. It applies to any moment when you're physically sick. It applies to any pandemic, any moment of aloneness. Maybe your work schedule's all messed you up connect by technology. There is no excuse today for you not going to church and receiving the strength that you need. 
Amen. 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 May I say something? Sure, Maxine. You're talking about this word uh, provoking each other. Yeah. And it's the word parazuxmas, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was, as you were talking about this word, I was thinking about the way you provoke me to good works. And you mentioned how we come, come, come home from church and usually I drive and try to imagine. We just preach twice. Pastor Rick preaches, I translate for him, and we're coming back home. I'm tired because when you translate twice, it's like preaching twice. I'm tired. And Pastor Rick asks me, he asks me almost every day, so what are you going to do with the rest of your day? I love it and I hate it when he asks me that. <laughs> because on one hand, our work is done. We preach twice. I'm going home. I want to rest. You know what's interesting? This, this word parazuxmas, there is a word uxos, Greek word uxos in this, in this word, which mm. one, of the, one of the meanings is vinegar, mm-hmm. something very bitter and sour mm-hmm. in your mouth. And when you ask me this question, you provoke me. You ask me, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? I taste vinegar in my mouth. It's like it's bitter taste because I don't like it. I, I just want to rest. But when I come home, your question, your question kind of continues hunting me. I cannot just rest. I think I need to study. So I get out my textbooks on Greek. I get out, I get out my Bible. I read my Bible. So I hate it and I love it when you ask me. Well, I learned something brand new tonight. When you ask me, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? It's, it's real parazuxus. There's vinegar in this. It it encourages me. It provokes me <laughs> to spend my time correctly. So I Maxime, want to thank you. Thank you, Maxine. Uxus. I think vinegar. You're, you're precious to me. Thank you. We're out of time. This has really been good. But when we come back tomorrow night, we're going to look at number four. There's something else you can do. Ay, ay, ay. Wait till you hear this one tomorrow night. You're going to love it and you're going to hate it. And you're going to say, that's right. That's right. But we'll talk about that tomorrow night. Sleep well. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.